Thank you for joining us at Living Water Community Church's podcast. We're glad that you're here. We want you to know at Living Water that God loves you just the way you are, but He loves you way too much to leave you there. We hope you enjoy today's conversation. Then you'll know at the end of this, in 19 through 26, 
it begins to talk about some more stuff. We're going to look at that next week. We're going to look at 19 through 26 next week. But I want to read 13 through 18 today. It says this. It says, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, we talked about this last week, serve one another, humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, verse 16, so I say, walk by the Spirit. Today's time. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires that which is contrary to the Spirit. That means opposite. And the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. So this is this is a passage of scripture here, and uh, and it's kind of funny uh, that, that it has been one year since I've been here now. So I feel like I've reached the one year mark. Does that mean that I'm, I'm allowed to preach on sin yet? And that's where we're going today. Um, but I want to talk about. Uh, today, an idea simply, simply in, in the title, walking by the Spirit. This scripture is is uh, is very very dense, very rich in substance. A lot of times, there's you know Bible stories, and every one of them are good, but but a lot of them are very, uh, or some of them are very like surface level. You know what it says is what you get. But when you really dive into this into this scripture, man, there is a lot to unpack. These five verses, and I want to do that my best um, today with God leading me uh, with what He wants me to share. And I promise you, I'm saying there's a lot to unpack. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to talk about. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do and get out of the way. But it says this in verse 13. It starts out by saying that you were called to be free. We were called to be free. How many of you guys know that one of the best things in the world is when you get something for free? When somebody says, hey, here is this, you don't have to pay for it. Here, here's what I'm giving you. I don't want anything in return. That's one of the best days of my life. We went to school this past weekend, and on Friday, as I walk in the door, they have free donuts. And like that totally changed my entire day. I was like, oh, man, townhouse donuts. Don't give me calories. It's early. I'll walk them off in baseball practice, whatever. And, and it totally shifted my mindset of the day because they were free. And in the scripture, we're told that we're called to be free. And what I'm afraid of is I'm afraid that there are a ton of Christians, a ton of non-Christians, just a ton of people in general today that are living a life bound by something. And a lot of times when we hear that word bound in church, we, we automatically associate it with sin, right? Like you're bound by a sin. You're bound by something, a, a shortcoming or something that's holding you back. And, and that might be the case for you. But I, I hate, and I've been this way, I, I would just like to let you also know that there are some things that can bind you that aren't necessarily bad things, but they're things that can prevent us from living how we were called to live, which is free. You see, some of the things that have bound me before is this thing called perfection. I, I like to do everything that I do with excellence. If I'm going to put my name on it, I want it to be done right. If, if I'm going to put my neck out there I want this thing to look as good as it can be. And there's not a problem with that. 
But can I tell you that sometimes it becomes so overwhelming that I'm trying to be perfect that I'm bound up and can't live a free life full of, of grace. And, and when, when, when the scripture here tells us that we're called to live free, there's a but after. There's a but, and it says, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Um, I'm really afraid that a lot of Christians, myself included sometimes, have gotten way too comfortable in their sin for far too long by using the excuse of grace. We've become way too comfortable sinning with the, with, with the excuse of grace. we become way too comfortable saying, I can do this because I know that Jesus will forgive me. And the crazy thing is that he will. He's like that teenage boyfriend that never learns his lesson. You know, he just always will forgive you every single time. But the scripture tells us that that's not the way that we were called to live. We were called to live free, but not to use that freedom as an excuse to indulge the flesh. But not to use that freedom as an excuse to keep living how we want to live. The Bible tells us in other places that we were called to live a holy life. That our body is a temple. I'm telling you guys, again, this is not going to be the most popular message I've ever preached. But Jesus and God, they call us to live a holy life. We're called to be set apart. We're called to be a different people. When people look at us, they should see something different in us. And when we're living a life that is bound, whether it's by sin, whether it's by perfection, whether it's by achievement, whether it's by finances, whether it's by marital status, whether it's my job status, or house size, or whatever it might be, when we're living a life bound by these things, we're not free. And if we can't be free, then people can't see the freedom that they need. How can people see the freedom that they need in a person that is a slave? How can somebody look at you and say, I want their freedom, if they don't see your freedom? How can they look at us and say, hey, I see what they have, how can I get that? One of the things I always say is that, that part of being a Christian is being called to be set apart, live a different, different, live a different life. If the people at your job, the people in your family, the people in your home, the people wherever it might be, if they don't see anything different from you, like, why would they choose to wake up early on a Sunday morning, get dressed, fight the kids, come to like, why not just sleep in? Like, just sleep in. It's a nice Sunday. Sunday's with the rest, right? People need to see something different in us. And it goes on to say, and I love this, he said, serve one another humbly in love. We talked about this last week, the power of serving. Last week we looked at how powerful it was to serve. And then the next verse says this, the entire law is fulfilled in one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. How many of you guys know that our world would look entirely different. If that's all that we follow. I mean, like, like okay, I, I'm saying this as an example, so don't fire me on the spot. But like, forget the cross, forget Jesus, forget, like, if we, if we could just hear love your neighbor as yourself, imagine how different the world would look. And the scripture tells us every part of the law, not half of the law, not a third of the law, not a fourth of the law, not 90% of the law, but in the entire law is fulfilled in one command. We have one job. If you had one job, we have one job, and that is to love our neighbor as ourselves. Because when we love our neighbor as ourselves, we will serve our neighbor. We will share on our neighbor. 
We will pray with our neighbor. We will go to war with our neighbor. We will fight with our neighbor. We will love our neighbor as ourselves. And then verse 15 is one of the hardest scriptures that I've read in a long time. It says, if you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. How many of you guys know in the past couple of years, there's been a lot of biting going on? There's been a lot of biting one another going on. In our world, in our country, in every region, in every different part of life that you can think of, there's a lot of fighting. One of my favorite things to do, it's a very unhealthy habit, one of my favorite things to do is when I see uh, WRCB post a, a somewhat controversial article on Facebook, I just get lost in the comments. I just like to go and read it. It's like, everybody's just so mad. You're like, like, it's like you just wake up mad. And it's like, golly. So I say, walk by the Spirit. 
and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. I love that the scripture says walk by the spirit. Have you ever noticed when you're walking by someone, when you're walking side by side with someone, that after a period of time, you begin to walk like they walk. Your steps get in line. You're going at the same pace. They're not ahead of you. If they're going faster than you, you learn to keep up with them. If they're walking slower than you, this is all, I'm a fast walker. So I'm always going like slow-mo before you're going to the grocery store. Like, come on, come on. But when you're walking by somebody, you learn to pace with them. You learn to pace with that person when you walk beside them, when you walk by them. And, and when we walk by the Spirit, what naturally should happen is that the longer that we walk by the Spirit, the more that we walk like the Spirit. And if we begin to walk like the Spirit, then we can learn to love like the Spirit. And if we can learn to love like the Spirit, then we can begin to serve like the Spirit. And if we can begin to serve like the Spirit, then we begin to pray like the Spirit. And then we begin to worship like the Spirit. But it all starts with walking by the Spirit. And, and, and what I'm thinking that a lot of people are doing, and what I'm saying a lot of people living a life of is trying to get ahead of the Spirit. Have you ever tried to jump into something before it was ready? Have you ever tried to jump into your calling when God wasn't quite ready for you to jump into it yet? I remember the first time that I preached a message, and I obviously I fully believe that God called me to preach, but the first message that I preached was Daniel and the Lion's Day. And somewhere there's some audio of it, and man, I was uh, I was way out before the Spirit on that one. Can I just tell you? Like, it was very just, it says here, you, my brothers and sisters, so that's you, brothers and sisters, were called to be free. You guys know what free means? Free means like it doesn't cost anything. Like, it was just very, you know, I, I was trying to jump ahead of myself before God was really calling me to that thing just yet. And I'm afraid that what's happening in a lot of our lives is we know that we have a calling on our life. We know that God wants us to do something great. We know that God is going to take us places, but we don't want to wait on God to take us to those places. We want to go on our own pace and say, God, come on. Come on, I'm ready to go here. I'm ready to preach. I'm ready to serve. I'm ready to lead. I'm ready to get married. I'm ready to have a kid. I'm ready to get that new job. I'm ready to buy that new house. And God is saying, hey, I'm back here. And what's happening is we're jumping the gun on the Spirit. We're not walking by the Spirit anymore. We're walking in front of the Spirit. Somehow we think that we can leave God where He's supposed to go. And the Scripture tells us that if we continue to walk by the Spirit, that we will not gratify the desires of our flesh. When we're in church, we go to church on Sundays or live groups on Wednesdays. I think for most of us, Hopefully, maybe you do it in secret, I don't know. But for most of us, that's a that's a pretty much sin-free time. I go like, oh, let me go to church, and during my hour and 15 minutes of church, that's what I'm going to try to be, my worst of the week. I'm going to try to get all my sins out in an hour and 15 minutes. Nobody really does that, because we're close with the Spirit when we're here. But what happens is a lot of us walk into church and fill the Spirit, and walk out of the church and leave the Spirit right here. And think back up next Sunday. And, and what the scripture is calling us to do is calling us to walk by the Spirit, walk beside the Spirit every day. 
Not just when James is singing a song, not just when I'm preaching, not just when we're doing live streams, but in everything that we do, we walk by the Spirit. And I'm so, I'm so afraid that a lot of us are walking with the Spirit for an hour and 15 minutes, but we're not walking by the Spirit for 168 hours a week. I preached a message one time that I entitled the 167. The 168 hours a week. We get an hour-ish on Sunday mornings. So what do the other 167 look like for you? Imagine if one day out of 168 days you worked out. I don't think you will see much change happening. I'd like two workouts a year. You're going to go in January, and then you're going to go again in July. And you're going to expect your body to be transformed radically. But some of you have been trying. You've got to the gym more. But what's happening is we're doing that same exact thing with Christianity. We're getting one, one sixty-eight of the Spirit and wondering why we're not living a Spirit-filled life. And wondering why we're not seeing changes happen in our family. And wondering why we're not seeing God lead us to new and greater things. It's because we don't have Him with us. We leave Him here every Sunday. We leave the Spirit here every Sunday. And then on Wednesday, what happens is, is we have a bad day and it doesn't go the way we planned. And then we start to start calling out to the Spirit and, and say, hey, I've been here the whole time, but you weren't with me. You're not walking with me. You're not walking by me. You're coming and seeing me on Sunday. You're coming and hearing me on Sunday. You're coming and listening to me on Sunday, but you're not walking by me on Wednesday. You're not walking by me on Friday. You're not walking by me on Saturday night. So you think that you can just kind of pick me up and leave me whenever you want. But if we want to see a life that is transformed by Christ, then we need to walk by the Spirit everywhere, every hour, all 168 hours of the week, everywhere we go, the Spirit goes with us. Again, just imagine that. Like, I don't know, we got owners of a gym in here. If you work out two days a year, are you going to see your body change, James? No. no. I don't think so. I, I'm not an expert, but I didn't think that's the way it works. But a lot of us are trying to get one hour of Jesus and expect our lives to be changed. We're trying to get one hour of Jesus a week and say, God, I need you to change my life. I need you to change my heart. And I'm preaching so good that Artie is running around the back of the church right now. The Spirit is here. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you guys that if you could just learn to walk like Ari is by the Spirit right now, then who knows what could happen? Who knows as a church what could happen? We have a good crowd today. That's a great thing, right? But can I tell you guys that if we would walk by the Spirit on Tuesday, Jeff wouldn't have to tell us to invite people to church. We would do it naturally. If we would walk by the Spirit on Friday... We wouldn't have to be told to pass out cards to come to Egypt because, man, we would be so pumped up that everybody that we come into contact with, we're intelligent and we're invited. If we would learn to walk by the Spirit, then what happens is I don't have to lead you. Jeff doesn't have to lead you. James doesn't have to lead you. But God will lead you every step of the way. And a lot of you guys are looking to, to Jeff or to James or hopefully not to me, but you're looking to somebody to lead you. And I hate to break the news to you, but I will disappoint you. I've been here a year. Now, I've just about bet that every one of you, at some point, I've already been a little bit angry, maybe. At some point, you would never tell me, because you're like, I don't know say that. But at some point, I probably just put you on the edge of your seat a little bit. There's probably been a Sunday when you came and you said, I just really didn't like those songs today. 
There's probably been a Sunday that you came that you said, why did I have to say that? They sat in my spot today. There's probably been a Sunday that you came that you're like, I just want to sleep in today. Jake, I, I might watch a while later on, but I'm tired. There's probably been one of those in the past year. I will let you down. James will let you down. Jeff will let you down. John will let you down. Every person in this church, if you're looking to them to lead you, will let you down. But there is this guy who came to the earth that is 100% God, 100% man, that came to the earth, went and died on a cross for you and for me. And if we can learn to walk by him, then we can see change in our lives. We can see change in our church. We can see change in our family. We can see change in our marriage. We can see change in our relationship with our kids, in our relationship with our parents, if we would walk by the Spirit. Because again, what happens over time if you're walking with somebody is you've got to get on pace with them. And you begin to walk more and more like them. And you're walking at the same speed. And you're stepping at the same time. And you're going at the same pace. And your steps are even the same amount of length. When you start walking with somebody for a long enough time, you begin to walk like them. And if we as a church could just learn to walk by the Spirit, if our prayer could just be Spirit, Holy Spirit, let me stay close to you. I want to walk by you. This week, I want to walk by you. Let me stay close. I want to be close. I want to be close. I want to rise and come to you, Jesus. I want to walk by you. And next week, the scripture goes on to say what it looks like when we walk by the Spirit. We're going to get there next week, but I just want to tell you guys this week that, that when we hear this phrase, walk by the Spirit, that if we would really take it for what it says, if we would take it for what it says, and we would learn that that means that I need to stay close to the Holy Spirit. Not just on Sunday from 10 to 11, 15, but every day of the week, every hour of the week, I need to stay close to Jesus. And so as they come and get ready to sing, I want to encourage you, if you want to get a sneak peek, read 19 through 26. That's what we'll be next week. It talks about what it looks like when we walk by the Spirit and when we don't walk by the Spirit. Because how many of you guys before have tried to do something on your own and ultimately and royally and absolutely failed? I've tried it before. I've tried to do things on my own, and it has not been a success. Can I be honest with you that I've tried to overcome sins in my life, on my own, and it has not been a success. And we're going to look at that next and what it looks like to walk by the Spirit, and how you know that someone's walking by the Spirit. And so this morning, I just want to, I just want to challenge you to look at that for next week. But also, I want to challenge you to remind yourself a couple things. You are called to be free. Some of you guys are in here today, and you are bound by something. I don't know what it is. You do. I don't know the thing that's binding you. I don't know the thing that's keeping you from being free. But you do. We're called to live a free life. So that we can serve one another. We can love our neighbor as ourselves. So that we can walk by the Spirit. And so as they get ready to sing this song, it simply says, it's your breath in my lungs. I would pray that, that we would be so close, that we'd be walking so closely by the Spirit, that His breath would come into our lungs. 
that he will begin to speak through you. And that doesn't mean you're going to give a sermon tomorrow morning at work. It could just be that you're going to look at somebody and say, hey, I hope you have a good day. Because when we walk by the Spirit, guys, not by ourselves, not ahead of the Spirit, and not way back behind the Spirit, but when we walk by the Spirit, the, the possibilities are endless for you, for your family, for this church, for you and your co-workers, if we would walk by the Spirit. So I'm going to challenge you today. I would just challenge you guys as, as we sing this song, as maybe you would do a little self-reflection and say, you know, Jake, I'm not really walking by the Spirit. I'm, I'm close to the Spirit on Sundays, but I'm not really walking by the Spirit. I want to ask you guys to do something that I don't do a ton of. If you just close your eyes really quick and nobody's looking around. If you would just be honest and say, I, I'm not. I'm not walking by the Spirit. I've got to jump in the gun on the Spirit a little bit. I'm lagging behind the Spirit a little bit. I'm leaving the Spirit Sunday morning at church and try to pick it back up next Sunday morning. If that's you, nobody, I promise you, my eyes are open and nobody else is open. If that's you, I just want to I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to make a big deal. I just want to pray for you. You say, Jake, I, I need to do a better job of walking by the Spirit. If that's you, just really quick, just real quick, you raise your hand so I can see, so I can pray for you. I see, I see, guys, just hands all over this place. All right, put your hands down. Look at you guys. I promise you, there are people in here that's, you're not the only one. A lot of people say, I need to walk by the Spirit. I need to get closer to the Spirit. I need to do a better job of walking by the Spirit. If you said that today, one of the best things in the world about Jesus is that he, he, he doesn't remember the past. And so if today you want to make that decision to say, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do a better job of walking by the Spirit, then he's going to look at you and say, come on. Just like I look at mine and say, come on, grab my hand, baby. He's going to look at you and say, come on. Come on, we can do it. We can do it. I don't care that you did that yesterday. I don't care how you live 2020. I don't care how you handle this pandemic. I don't care what your past looks like. He just says, all right, let's go. Let's go. You're with me now. Let's go. And so if you raised your hand and said, I would like to walk by the Spirit better, I just want to challenge you. Maybe it's at your seat. Maybe it's up front. I pray and say, God, help me to walk by the Spirit. Help me to do a better job of walking by the Spirit. Because if we can get close to the Spirit, God, I'm telling you, you think we've got a good thing going right now. If we can get people in this church that are walking by the Spirit seven days a week, Holy cow, you better build a bigger building because the roof is about to blow off. If we can get a church and a community and a family of people to say, together, we are going to walk by the Spirit. Every step we take is directed by the Spirit. Every song we sing, every message I preach, everything we do with the kids, every plan we take, everything we do is led by the Spirit. If we can get to that place in the church, watch out. Watch out. 
And so there's a lot of you that said, I want to walk my spirit. I want to do a better job. I want to get closer to the spirit. Today's your day. He's here, and he doesn't see yesterday. He's here, and he's got his arm. I can just imagine he's reaching out right now and saying, come on. Let's go. You want to walk with me? Here's my hand. Let's go. What if they sing this song? It says, it's your breath and our love. So we pour out our prayers. If you need to come pray and say, God, I want to do a better job of walking by the Spirit, come pray. If you want to pray at your seat, pray at your seat. You do what you need to do. You know what you need to do. Let's pray. God, pray today. For the hands that were all over this house. God, I pray right now that they would get a spirit of boldness to pray to their Father and say, I want to walk by Holy Spirit, I need you to walk by me. I don't just want to come and meet you for an hour on Sunday, but I want you to walk by me every hour, every minute, and every second of my life. God, I pray today for the person that lays their hand that you God, just the assurance that you're here. And now you've got your hand reached out saying, come on, let's go. If you want to walk with me, if you want to walk by me, come on, here's my hand. God, I pray that we would see you as a father with his hand reached out to this morning. Say, come on, come on. You want to walk with me? Here we go. So God, I pray as we sing this song, if there's a person that needs to pray, God, whether it's up front, whether it's at their seat, whether it's whatever, God, if they would pray to you and say, help me do a better job of walking by us. God, and I pray for every person here, whether they raise their hand or not, that we would have a desire to walk by your spirit. Because God, if we can get everybody on board, you're ready to move. You are eager to move, God. You are just waiting to move in living water. If we can just get everybody on board. And so, God, I pray as a church that we would walk by the Spirit. That you would lead everything we do. That you would direct our path. That you would plan our future. That you would decide our tomorrow. And God, that we would walk by you every step of the way. We love you. We pray. In Jesus' name.